2,579 at Eden Park for the World Cup final last year, New Zealand against England. That's a world record crowd. Slightly closer to home, England's home record back in 2022 at Welford Road for the visit of Ireland, 15,836. The Six Nations record as a whole tournament is 17,440 back in 2018. France met England. Over 53,000, 53,000 tickets have been sold for the Grand Slam decider, England against France. It is just brilliant. It's so remarkable i think when the rfu came out with a statement you know want to sell out in 2025 at the rugby world cup you know numbers at that point the data didn't support that that would happen and here we are with 50 over 50,000 potentially going to reach 60,000 this weekend you know that that's it that's going to be an ambition and a dream that's going to come true and people aren't going to be able to get tickets that's where it's going to get to must just say apologies for not getting a put out to you last week. Acast, our platform provider, put paid to that. Some technical issues. Not technically the greatest at the best of times, but uh, that was even beyond the technicians at Acast. So huge apologies for that. But it's double bubble this week. This quick pod now looking mainly back at last weekend's fascinating results. We've got Rachel Malcolm, the Scotland captain. Finally, they get their win and she's in buoyant mood ahead of this weekend as well with the determination to back it up. And of course, on Friday, second part of the week, you're going to have to be there. It's live at the Cabbage Packs, rugby's most famous pub in Twickenham, ahead of Super Saturday. Rachel Burford's going to be there, aren't you, Burf? Last time we uh, we got her singing. So, I mean, if that's not worth <laughs> the admission, pick it. That might put people off, Johnny. Don't tell people that. It's all right. We've got plastic glasses. No glass <laughs> Cracking there. Lenny Corson and Sarah Hunter MBE is going to make an appearance as well. Should be absolutely fantastic. Eventbrite.co.uk for that one. I'm Johnny Hammond alongside Rachel Burford. This is the Women's Rugby Pod. Yeah, Super Saturday is upon us then, Berth, just to remind you of the details. Round five. It is England against France at Twickenham at one o'clock. Red Rose is going for a fifth consecutive title at Twickenham. Record crowd. BBC Two here in the UK at 3.30. It's Italy against Wales for the Serge Lefranchi Stadium in Parma. Scotland face Ireland at the Dam Health Stadium in Edinburgh, as on BBC Scotland. It's hugely, hugely exciting, isn't it, Berth? Promises to be a, a great day of rugby across the three games. Yeah, I think, you know, other than just, you know, winning their games at the weekend, there's other things at stake, isn't there? Uh, and that's what makes the Six Nations so exciting this season. Um, but I think all eyes are really drawn to the England v France Grand Slam um, decider. And, you know, the again, back to the fans, the, the opportunity to play in front of that many people at Twickenham is it, it's mouthwatering. Like, I, I, I'm so excited for the players to be able to run out. You know, I've done I've done a few commentary games for the men when I'm there and just hearing the national anthem when that is a packed stadium 
it's unbelievable. You know, it's hairs on the back of your neck type of stuff. And for the players to now experience that whilst being on the pitch, it's going to be a truly remarkable, remarkable day. Yeah. Both alluding to with the WXV coming up later this year. The seedings and the placings um, are all to play for this weekend in the Six Nations. We can't get into that just today. The top three, England France already booked their place in WXV1. Fifth, definitely going to XV3. Fourth will play against Spain. And then it gets slightly muddier and cloudier after that. Berth, last weekend, some interesting results. England against Ireland. It was tough for them. Yeah, I, you know, you've got to you've got to take your hat off to Ireland. I think irrelevant of what the scoreline says, they really challenged England and they forced England to play um, not in the manner that they have been throughout the Six Nations. You know, the error count was really high, which came from the the contact element from and the pressure from Ireland. They didn't quite get great momentum on their ball carries as we've seen before and then to allow them to play that wide expansive game um, so I think France will be looking at very much the, the pressures that Ireland put England under and how they're going to use that this weekend um, it wasn't it wasn't England's polished performance I mean I think it was 20 handling errors that they had um, which it, it is is poor by their standards by anybody's standards and I think and you make that many errors um, penalty count was relatively high um, then you're going to have a, a challenging day. But having said all that, you know they still scored a bucket of points. So they're a team that know how to win. They're a team who know how to score tries. Um, but you know opportunities against France this weekend won't come around as as often as as they have done so far in the Six Nations in the other rounds. Um, so I think this week there'll be a lot of cleaning up on, on certain elements to prepare and, and be ready for this tough French side. Yeah, I. Three three out of ten. Um, I know the boss wasn't overly impressed at all. Um, but wants to get things back on back on track. This weekend, Beckett heard, killed Dunn, Packer, Talling, Reed, uh, Matthews uh, a couple of tries. Let's let's bring out some of the 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 brighter points then. Your old teammate Sarah Beckett. Um tough not getting to the World Cup. Great to see her out there. That offload, oh, just popping over the top so the basketball star was uh, was a thing of beauty and Zoe Allcroft player of the match as well. Yeah, I think, you know, for Sarah Beckett, she obviously really messed out during the Rugby World Cup. She had a number of injuries running into it, wasn't really playing consistently. And then it got to Hartbury, she's been playing brilliantly. Um, but for her, I think, you know, she probably has felt pressure consistently to perform and to prove herself. Whereas at the weekend, when you when you go on for somebody for an injury so early, yeah, all that expectation and that worries, you know, taken off your shoulders and she just played freely uh, and we saw the best of her and we saw what she's capable of and that lovely back door I don't even know how she managed to thread it past a, a defender to find um, Tatiana Heard. but look I played in the same team but she's an absolute monster when she's on the ball to, to be able to defend against so I'm really pleased that she played so well got the accolades that she's deserved and, and it was great to see it like a, a full performance for her um, and then again, she gets a nod this weekend. Yeah, I mean, surprised you said that. Um, don't quite know how she did. It. I thought you were going to say you taught her everything uh, to, that you know. <laughs> um, but no, look, full credit to Ireland. Alfie Doyle was was good on the wing. They converted number eight as well. They, they've unearthed one there. They literally attacked England at source, and they every breakdown was an absolute dogfight. And 
just couldn't get that ball away. Yeah, well, it, it started from the the tackle dominance. It was double tackles, which meant England didn't get that nice, clean front foot momentum go forward, and then they can disrupt the breakdown. So, you know, I think they were very clear in what their tactics were. If you don't slow England down, they're going to score 10 tries against you. Um, and they found a way to slow England down, then to rush them when they didn't have all the normal time and space and momentum that they have. And that's why those errors creeped in. And that's why you saw passes being thrown into touch, big loopy passes over to Abby Dow, think she's going to run round. Um, so, yeah, like Ireland really, really did force their hand a lot of the time. And you have to say, fantastic from Ireland, because all the chat all week um, was about, Record scores and, and all the rest of it to, to keep England to, to, to 48 uh, was, was no mean feat. Well, I was going to hold them to, to 58, the 59, I said, the, the, the week before. So full full credit to, to Ireland. What are you expecting from from them this weekend? It's a, it's a big old game for them. Yeah, it's a huge game. Um, but I think they'll be thriving off their performance last week. Um you know, you just think around like their set piece. They managed to turn England over on a driving mall. Not many teams can do that. They managed to turn them over um, at the scrum time. Again, not many other teams can do that. They forced a lot of errors on England. And I, so I think they'll be thinking, you know, we actually have so much confidence from that performance to take into this weekend. Um, and and look, they're going for a tough time, aren't they? They've all reports coming out, et cetera, and all those things. And, and you know, lots of things keep coming out in the wash for them. But it's galvanising them as a group. You know, Nicola Friday speaks so well about her group. And, you know, I actually started to well up a bit when she was welling up in the anthem because you just know how much that group are going through as as a, as a squad. And, and that does something to you when you come onto the pitch to perform. So I think I think we saw a lot of good things. Every round, you've seen a, an improvement. It might be marginal, but for them, they, they've grown every single game. And, and so why would, they, why would that change this weekend? And they've got a real opportunity. Yeah, my, my only fear is physically, but especially mentally, how much last week has taken out of them, to, the, the, that fight to, to put England under that amount of pressure, just how much that has taken out of them. And they're very, very new to, to this professional world. So, um, yeah, physically, mentally, and that might be might be a struggle. On the flip side, they're up against the Scotland side, who finally got a huge, great, big gorilla, silverback-sized ape off their off their back at the weekend by beating Italy. It was a fabulous result for Rachel Malcolm's side, twenty nine twenty one. Finally, first Six Nations win in twelve attempts. Lana Skeldon, Leah Bartlett, front row union, doing it well. Uh, helped by the yellow card to Italy. Giada Franco, Verici and uh, Tunesi scored for Italy. Let's just go straight into camp, shall we? Rachel Malcolm, the captain, reflects on what was a superb victory for Scotland. That's better, isn't it? That's better. <laughs> <laughs> long time coming. Yeah, it was indeed. Far too long, but yeah. And the reason I wanted to speak to you there, because... I, it's almost reminiscent to uh, Shailene Crap. Interviewed her quite a few times, and and you know, not the easiest chats, despite how lovely she is. And, and you're in the same camp, but um, to get a monkey off the back, um, just wanted to just reflect with you on what was a, a fabulous victory and very well deserved. You you must be sky high, but I'm guessing not too much time to be sky high before uh, before this weekend. 
<laughs> no feet are firmly back in the ground. Um, we like obviously enjoyed um, the moment, um, but actually, I think within the time it took to for us to get back to to our hotel that night, we were kind of eyes on the next the next challenge. Um, so. Yeah, not too many celebrations or anything like that. We um we we're firmly focused on the next challenge, which I'm not just saying because that's what I should say. It's it's definitely true. Um, and the media but... manager is literally sat next to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I think you know, like, I think the the emotion that we were feeling was much more like relief than like that kind of joy. Anyway, like I, I think it, like I think we all felt exhausted almost, like just because you know, the stress that's gone into a lot of the last year and all that we knew was coming. Like we we knew that we could do it and we knew that we could have done it so many times before. And I think just getting that monkey off our back, like I felt like a huge weight just being lifted in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I'm guessing if I, if I know you and, and know various people in Scotland and Brian or have you, that, that actually got to back that up. Actually, last week, the weekend kind of, it doesn't mean nothing, but, but, but it, it's heightened significantly if you go go and do something this weekend yeah absolutely and I think like we've put that pressure on ourselves already like we've said that um you know we we want to like turn the tide and we and we want to back it up with a with another performance so um we we trained today and like I was so impressed like with how we applied ourselves like got focused back on and and how we kind of analyzed and and previewed the game ahead so um yeah like although like obviously it's been a long time coming like we'll we'll kind of enjoy that in a week's time we've got all the time in the world to do it then but right now we've got a job to do ahead of us Um it's a lot easier to to bring energy into camp after a win which we've not had in a long time so like you know that job well the job I have primarily around kind of just getting the girls back on back on the train on a Monday and like that's that's been very straightforward this week which is quite nice because usually a lot of our energy goes back into like kind of bringing ourselves back up and like building up that belief again and like I think that's probably been the hardest thing over this last year is like we truly have believed every time that we've gone into a game that that we can do it and we've shown like you know I think six out of those or if not more of those 12 uh, wins were within seven points and I think you know it's not that we couldn't do it because that those games could have gone either way, but we just haven't for one reason or another. And I think it's hard when you're that close to keep having to build yourself up and believe again and believe again. And I think, you know, that's the bit this week that's just that little bit easier for us. Like we don't need to to do that bit. Like we we start we've come in on a, a different starting point, got a different energy about us and um that bit's not quite so hard. But the the challenge ahead of us at the weekend will be just as tough, if not more. And so that's what we need to be ready for and get ready for. Who knew Monday morning training was easier after a win? Who knew? <laughs> but, well, no, I, I, I want to get into to, to to the game, but you know, I mean, it's 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 person first and and player second. Have you had a quiet moment just to realise, off the back of what you were just saying, how much energy you personally have used in the last year in being that driving <laughs> force and of, of personally, basically the person controlling the yo-yo to get get that squad back up every time. Yeah, like I think um, it's not, I'm quite an open person and I think, you know, a lot of the people close to me know how tough it's been. Um, easily the toughest year of my life in a sense of, you know, being a sports person. Um, and I think, you know, the stress of it um, has, has been really tough. You know, 
and I think you know there have been moments of real real really dark and low times and I'm just super grateful um for for all the people around me that have allowed me to continue to do my job because I honestly couldn't keep doing it without those around me picking me up in those moments um because no like it truly has been exhausting like I'll just hang away from that and I think you know having to go and sit in front of media after every one of those those losses and get reminded how many times we've lost and get reminded of you know that it's not nice and it, it, it is really tough and I think that that was probably the bit that was becoming harder and harder and then also having to constantly read things about us as a team which I don't think actually fairly reflected where we're at um and that's that's tough like for me in terms of just trying to make sure that like we don't start believing what we're reading um as well and like we we know what's coming and um, and like that's the challenge as well going forward we need to keep keep with that we need to keep with you know we all talk about like kind of the our circle and like just worrying about like what's within our four walls and like what we know about ourselves and like staying true to that and and keeping believing in that rather than what other people say so yeah it, it has been hard and it's you know it's been not just tough on me with tough on everyone within the group as well but that's why this group's so special because there's so many people in here that that are there to pull you up in those moments I'm glad you said uh, written word, not spoken word. Uh, I'm, ple- I'm pleased about. Yeah. I'm pleased about that. No, you must have set, set it incredibly well on 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 Saturday night. Let, let Let's get into the into the game. Anything different you did in the week? Um, we talked about that this morning. Actually, um, I think we like had a real. We only had one session last week because obviously we had a six day turnaround plus a travel day back from France. Um. And there was quite a lot of pressure on that session because you only have one session to to get everything you need to do in. And I think like the focus that we had there was probably one of the best we'd had throughout the campaign um, with that pressure of it. Like you've only got this as your only opportunity to get things sharp for the weekend. And we knew what was riding on this game at the weekend as well. So I think, you know, that pressure that we put on ourselves was actually probably what we needed um, a little bit. So that was something um that that we definitely did and I think also from like a sports science point of view like the way that our load was managed through the week it's probably the although we only had a six-day turnaround we all said it was probably actually the best that we felt physically going into a game so I think you know between the coaches and our SNC team like they actually got that spot on I think actually the in-game stuff was probably the best we've been as a squad as well in terms of the way we control comms amongst ourselves our decision making and all that stuff as well so it's stuff that we've known is coming like it's stuff that we've been learning we've been building on on this journey and it just like it wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination and we had quite a tough review this morning around actually like the areas we didn't get right but the key moments were the ones that they went in our favor whereas in previous times they wouldn't have and and could you sense could you sense a difference in the changing room that final few words that that you would have spoken out on the on the field could, could you sense do you know what finally we can get rid of this horrendous monkey on our on our back like it probably sounds cliche and that's easy for me to say now but yeah and we've all kind of said the same thing like it was a really calm warm-up like it was like very calm in the changing room before we played but like a real calm confidence um and I think like there was just things start like things just were going our ways around like them making mistakes when we put pressure on you know just bits and bobs that maybe haven't gone our way in previous games. They just and it that just builds that momentum and just like the whole way through the game, there was not one point that I felt like we weren't going to win. And I'm probably a bit 
too far that way at times and every I play in and, and, and it's probably to my detriment at times but I think you know like everyone just like even like when we were under the post when they scored in the first half like we said like look that's that's fine like, like it's actually fine that that's happened but let's not turn that into five minutes of them dominating and we went off the next phase kicked down their end they made a mistake and we scored off of it and like whereas in previous years like Italy would have scored against us and they would have run in another three um, because we've gone panic and um, like the biggest message I had with the girls on the weekend and, and last week was like just focus on yourself like Nelly and I will look after the scoreboard and we'll worry about the score but like everyone just do your job just focus on your job focus on being the best you can be in that moment previously we've we've gotten caught up in the emotion of a game and made mistakes at really key moments and it's gone against us so it's just learning and improving and that kind of emotion side of it as a team but we must just go to the front row what a shift those ladies put in my word big up the front row <laughs> union yeah no like the the three of them have, have been outstanding and I think you know to play 80 minutes at an international level at front row and not just play 80 minutes and just scrummage like they were playing 80 minutes and they were you know I think in the loose it was probably three like for the three of them like their their best performances um particularly CB and and Leah in that respect and I think like Lana's just been class like Lana's been you know for us both in attack and defense like she's just everywhere like there's not many like she's quite unique I think in the style of play she is as a hooker and she definitely plays very much like a back row in the amount of work she gets through but and um, I think, you know, what they achieved at, at set piece. And I think also just like really clever decisions around set piece in terms of like when we targeted their scrum versus when we just set a platform and just really like really mature performance. But like the work they, the three of them got through was ridiculous. Like we their stats were up on the board this morning just because of like how how good they were. You know, it's so difficult to play and win without a set piece. And to see them, those three performing like that, it gives us massive confidence as a team. Yeah, I bet it does. Tom and Nelly, not bad for 50 each, are they? <laughs> no, yeah, they're very, um, you know, oh, I love playing with both of them. They're they're brilliant players. I think Nelly's grown so much as a as a player over these last couple of years, in particular, like her, her game management, which I think at times at the weekend was just exceptional, um, you know, kicking us into to the right places, kicking when we were on top and not just when we were on the back foot. And, um, you know, that was really the difference. I think we put their line out under a lot of pressure and, force them into mistakes so it was a really good decision from that point of view and having someone like Lisa Thompson in your back line like I think the two of them there like Tomo can help Nelly in terms of just that organisation side of things and you can really see that coming through but also Tomo's got a huge bit on her as well so she just gives us that little bit of of relief at times so yeah no they're they're two fantastic players but even better people so exactly the kind of kind of people you want on your squad. Ireland properly and I mean properly rattled England that is yeah. going to be one hell of a fight at the weekend, isn't it? Yeah, no, 100%. And, like, we always have huge battles with Ireland. Like, they're probably my favourite test matches I've played in because they're always, like, really physical up front, but, like, absolutely, like, attritional, like, exactly what you want from a test match. And they've got the better of us, I think, the last two. Um, well, they must have done because we're on 
our nice little streak. Um, so anymore. <laughs> so so yeah. So like we like they've definitely got the upper hand in terms of 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 previous form, but I think. And like they've grown as the tournament's gone on. And I think, you know, they've got some players who are playing absolutely out of their skin, uh, particularly in their pack. So, um, yeah, we're we're very prepared for a massive battle. And I think, you know, they've obviously had four losses and I think, you know, they are going to be doing, they're going to be absolutely desperate to come out and get the win. So um, we are not under any kind of illusion that it's not going to be as physical in a test match and as traditional as, as all the ones that we have with them. So no, it's, it's, it's going to be an absolute battle for sure. Rachel, Malcolm, thank you so, so much. Uh, we will leave it there. Um, on a, nobody else listening. So yeah, I hope you get another win and then you can properly celebrate uh, after the weekend. Um, Cause yeah. it, it's so nice to speak to you with a great big, you're normally very smiley person. Anyway, but you're <laughs> extra smiley today. And there's a, yeah, there's a relaxedness and a relief to your face, which is lovely yeah, to see. I feel like I'm about- 10 kilograms lighter to be honest with you <laughs> awesome well, you're looking great captain great playing great uh and as ever talking great and we much appreciated all the best at the weekend cheers see you later johnny i'm helena Rowland, and you're listening to the women's rugby pod it's funny isn't it uh rachel saying that she just felt something in the water do you think scholar can back it up again this weekend Berth? Yeah, I do, I do think they have the ability. I mean, they have the ability to beat a number of teams, but it's just not been able to get over the line for them. And I think now they, they, they've had that win under their belt. It, it becomes ingrained in you. you. You know what it needed. It, you knew what it took to be able to get over the line. So I think they'll be going into this weekend believing in themselves more than they've ever probably believed in because they've done it. Um, and the, I, I totally agree that when I saw the first opening 10 minutes of that Scotland game, you just knew that they were going to win that game. There was no, um, you know, there was no beat missed by them. Every moment, every second they were on it, but they're going to have to bring this that in again this weekend. But having learned, been there, done it, and actually come away with a T-shirt this time, that will make a huge amount of difference going into the game this weekend. Yeah, I, I, incredibly, incredibly direct. And we know that line-out drive, even without Wassel, even without Bonner, that driving line is is incredibly effective, but just really, really brutally direct, weren't they? And um, yeah, lovely to see uh, a relaxed smile on Rachel Malcolm's face. Uh, over to to Wales then, Berth. Just really didn't get into the game until about 50, 50 60 minutes in. Blown away by France as as, as they they can blow teams away, uh, and that opening sort of half an hour, forty minutes. Uh, especially at home when they get the crowd behind them, that they were impressive. Yeah, uh, you know, first half, it was almost, you know, shell-shocked, the environment, who they're coming up against. You know, it's always hostile playing in France. It's one of the best places to play, and, and hopefully England's going to take that, take that um, title now instead of everybody always saying France is the best place to go due to the fans. Um, but, yeah, they just didn't get out of the blocks, did they? And it was almost they just or sitting back waiting for something to happen and, and allowing France to play. Uh, and fair play to France, they came out of the blocks and, and for once, you know, really kind of fronted up in, in that kind of environment and, and took the game right by the horns at the start. Um, and then you saw obviously a number of changes uh, and it was an interesting selection, wasn't it, in terms of um, a lot of rotation, some players that you may deem as y- your number one choice were on the bench and 
And I can see the logic behind that because, you know, I've played against France a number of times and they always have a knockoff period. And so you maybe just think, right, we're going to stay in this game and then bring on some players that can kind of raise that tempo and bring some real game um, smarts to it and maybe even take the win. So you can kind of see one way of, if you look at it that way. Um, and that second half of them, like that, that's some doing, you know, half time down by that many points in, away from home, hostile environment to then turn it on its head and, and really push them. And, and, you know, arguably they won the second half, but they allowed too much to happen in the first half. Weather had a, had a play in that as well. But, um, but yeah, you can, you can see that there's definitely markings of the, the Welsh improvement and the direction that they're going is only in the right way. Yeah, I mean, it's often spoken about is one percenters, isn't it? But that that base level of, of the Welsh performance and whether that's effort, commitment, all that kind of stuff, it just moving upwards and upwards and upwards, and that, that's obviously natural with the amount of time you, you you're going to spend together. But yeah, they went down thirty nine fourteen to to France. Fine performance from the manager with a try, Herme, who was excellent. Laurent, a couple of yeah. tries for the try scoring machine, Scudero, who I really like, who I noticed. He's a prop on the fantasy game. There's a little tip for yes, you. Yes, I know yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah. had a, I think I had a. Um, Better do as well. Um, Evans, absolute workhorse. George Evans has been fantastic all six stations. And Gwen Perth. Perth. That's right. Um, Gwenny P scored the try for, for, for Wales. Uh, what do Wales need to get right this weekend against Italy? Again, it's a really, really fascinating game. I think both both teams need to get a lot right in, in order to overcome the opposition. I think both teams need to start well and they've got to get out the blocks and assert themselves early. But for me, it, with Wales, they can't. They, if they can put the first half against England and the second half against France, you know, they'll start blowing teams away. But it's that inconsistency of being able to start well and finish well that they need to find. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, and Italy, what have you made of them so far, really, really tough start, wasn't it, in France? Uh, and then these, these three games, where they possibly would have expected to, um, you know, get a better result against uh, against Scotland. This is um, it's a, it's a big, big old game for Jana Franco, your, your chum and her, her teammates. Yeah, I think it's it's been a real shame. I think it's been a quite disappointing Six Nations for Italy, probably not seeing the... The expectation that we probably have on them on the back of the Rugby World Cup, and it's been a bit disjointed, and and maybe you know some some players moving on, some in, different injuries, new coaching staff. There's always going to be, you know, change, and it's always going to be hard to kind of stamp your authority, considering you know the lack of time that they have together coming into this tournament as well to get all those changes, you know, familiar and and settled. Um, but they're, they're, they've got world-class talent all across the, the whole 15. And, and I think what's lacking is kind of that togetherness at the moment and seeing those those partnerships really function and really thrive consistently. We see patches of it in the game. Um, but, you know, Italy can turn it on and they can pull something out. You know, Rigoni could do a lovely little um, chip over Pink the top. Cow. Yeah, a little no look offload and then suddenly you know they're ahead and they have moments like that and and ability to do that within games and and for them i think they'll they'll be utterly disappointed obviously from from the weekend so it'll be all about how they can turn that around and and really take it to wales who who probably are going into this as the favorites 
yeah, I think I think absolutely they are. Yeah, they have have unearthed a, a couple of little gems, haven't they? When he's at full back, who's also had a, a reasonable tournament. Brigoni Solari in their centre has been very very good. Dinka was back out on the on the wing at the weekend. Um, so no, uh, a fascinating game there. Let's get you up to date with the news. England and France under twenties have been involved in a mini series, which France have won two nil. First game here on English soil, France won 35-17 and backed it up with a 40-31 victory over in France. Scottish Futures played Wales under 23s of the weekend. So another win for Scotland, 15 points to five. And France entered the under-18 festival with a nine-try display against England to complete an age-grade grand slam. Will it be the same with the seniors this weekend? Wales, Ireland and Italy all finished with two wins a piece. In the world of sevens, again, it was New Zealand who took gold in Hong Kong for the first time. A few weeks ago, this now, first time the women had been allowed on the top table of the big pitch. It was the second silver in a row for Australia. And Team GB won their first bronze of the series. Congratulations to Nick Walker and his team. Now, one leg remains to lose. May the 12th to the 14th. 16 points separate Australia and New Zealand with 20 points up for grabs. And... The New Zealand Black Ferns have locked in their contracted players for 2023. 34 players and all 10 new faces. Some fairly familiar faces in there. Not entirely sure what Ruby Two is up to at the moment. That's out with the jury. None of the sevens players include this. So no Stacey Fleur, Sarah Heardy, the likes of that. But performances in Super Rugby Alpiki with the likes of Grace Cago, Lucy Jenkins and Leila Sai get their first full-time contracts. This, of course, after the finalisation of the Blackfern's coaching group, which does not include a female. Alan Buntings will be assisted by Tony Christie, who formerly led Matter 2, uh, Steve Jackson, the former Manu Samoa coach, and Mike Delaney, former All Black. For Sevens, the World Rugby Sevens Challenger Series 2023 kicked off in Stellenbosch. First of two legs, the second one, this weekend, 28th to the 30th of April, turbulent first weekends, all sorts going on, illnesses and damage being done to the broadcast and results being recorded. Anyway, it was South Africa who beat Belgium in the final. China secured third over Poland. Chechnya were fifth in Thailand, Madagascar, Colombia, Hong Kong, Mexico, Papua New Guinea and Paraguay. Interesting competition this weekend, of course. It's all about promotion to the HSBC World Rugby Seven Series 2024 as the 12th and final team. Dents for the Pacific Four have been announced. Important again for WXV, Canada, Australia, USA and New Zealand will battle out on the 8th and 14th of July in the beautiful Ottawa. Over in Australia, Super W has been continuing. Round four results. Western Four speak Fijiana, Drua, 23-10. New South Wales squeezed past Queensland Reds 31-30, while Melbourne Rebels women went down 23-30 away at the Brumbies. This week, the Rebels lost 29-0 to New South Waratahs. The Brumbies won on the road 27-45 at Western Force. And the Reds overcame Fijiana Dewar 45-20. So we have our semi-finalists, which take place this weekend. Queensland Reds top seeds face the Brumbies women and Fijiana defending champions Travel to New South Wales Waratahs with a grand final on Saturday, the 6th of May at the Queensland Country Bank Stadium.
Short and Sharp, ahead of Friday's live Cabbage Patch Six Nations finale Super Saturday live pod. Did I say it was live? Did I say it was a pod? Uh, eight o'clock <laughs> this Friday, Eventbrite for Rachel Burford, Lily Consort, and Sarah Hunter is joining us as well. Finish up with a few shout outs then, Berth. Yeah, just Michaela Sillery from Italy, who passed the 250-point mark this weekend. Well, sorry, last weekend against Ireland. Finally, the Surrey Waterfall Cup took place last weekend at the suit between our Rigations and Guilfordians. It was Rigations who took it 22-24 in dramatic final play score, especially big congratulations to Iron Hancock. Just four years ago, she was running out as a team mascot with Dav Catlin. Uh, well done to all, even in the hydration technician department. Leanne and Fatty, their coach, was there as well. In the under-14 version, which preceded the game, Chobham beat Obligations to win the cup title. And huge congratulations to Lisa Thompson, Tomo, for reaching her 50th cap. Yeah, and the last and most important congratulations to Welsh prop Carol Thomas and her partner Kelly for the birth their little baby huge congratulations to them and be the first to to, to knock them down and, and i'll find some of the stuff to do quite extraordinary to me on, on the streaming side but fair play rfu chris evans virgin radio is talking about the advertising of this historic game at twickenham at the weekend you're driving the way you're forcing other people to put the time and resources into the women's game, which uh, they, they probably should have done anyway, by your own positive actions. And fair play, all of the RFU, Alex Teasdale, Sue Day, all the rest of them, uh, absolutely brilliant. Uh, big shout out as well to Scott Beamond and to Simon Middleton, their final game in charge, and press officer Emily Lyles, who's been an absolute superstar uh, in that role as the media manager for the England women. We'll see you Friday, Bert, but you're going to be there on Saturday, are you, pitch side? Yep, going to be doing a little bit pitch side, interview a few players. So if you come along to the live, give me some questions to hit up some players, then I'll make sure they get through. Lovely. Yeah, we will see you there at Strickers on Saturday. Can't wait. There are still tickets available, of course. But for now, big thank you to Rachel Malcolm, to Tom, to Vicky in the background, to you, Bert. See you Friday. See you Friday.